Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little... Odd. This is the Movies, music, and gaming. Here with me today is lovely Dan, dreadful Dan. How are you? Hello, I'm really good, marvelous, and ready for a lovely spanking conversation mm. about this smorgasbord of shite. Well, Dan, close your eyes and imagine imagine taking a step back into the neon-coloured world of the eighties. Big hair, big shoulders, and where life is good, but it could be better. And where wishes come true. No, this isn't big. <laughs> it's Wonder Woman 84. My life hasn't been what you probably think it has. We all have our struggles. Have you ever been in love? A long, long time ago. You? So many times. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. And why shouldn't it be? All you need is to want it. Think about finally having everything you always wanted. I can save today. 
you can save the world. I take what I want in return. Everyone will see. So uh, that was a great intro, Sam. Love that. Um, and what an exciting concept, you know. Uh, a mashup of DC Comics' endearing, enduring character and the work of George Orwell, with Wonder Woman having to use her resolve and superpowers to tackle the threats of a totalitarian state and Big Brother, and thwart concepts such as Double Think. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would have been quite good, huh? That would have been all right. I definitely would have put a bit of. Uh, I always thought, like with the with the film 1984, mm. could have done with a bit a bit more color. <laughs> some pizzazz exactly it's really missing some like you know blue monday type new order thumping yeah. music um so i know i basically kind of made you watch this then but um Why? Did, you, did you know anything uh coming into this at all? no so you've not I mean, even watched the first film right didn't it didn't i didn't even know there was a first film right until about halfway through and i thought I don't know what the fuck any of this is, who any of these people are. So yeah. I went online and I was like, okay, there's a first film. Yeah. Um, it still didn't, didn't help it make any more sense. Um, but yeah, no, didn't know anything. I went solely off your recommendation, your glowing recommendation. I don't, know, I don't know if I'd say that. It <laughs> Drizzling was, recommendation. Well, exactly. I mean, the, well, the, first, the first Wonder Woman film, I didn't particularly like, but I thought it was better than a lot of the DC shit, basically. It's been piled into my eyes of recent, all the Batman versus Superman and all that stuff, right? Okay. Um, Justice League and whatever. So this was, um, I don't know if to say if I was looking forward to it, but when I saw the trailer for this and it's like, I think it was Blue, Blue Monday, like, and it's got like, it's got this big, like big titles. It's got the fucking stuff from the era. You know, it all looks very like a bit of Stranger Things in the sense of like, that retro, like paying homage to all that kind of stuff. And I was like, mm. oh, okay, cool. And it's like a little bit, you know, it's cool. It's going to be in the eighties and it's going to have eighties stuff and whatever. Yeah. It literally, apart from that little sequence in the beginning and the little, um, uh, like clothes thing halfway through, it could have been set at any time. It made absolutely no difference. That it was so disappointing. So disappointing. They did. They made a few tokenistic efforts to shoehorn it in, but I mean, like the, the look of the film was not convincing. The eighties, mm. there was none of that, you know, nostalgic vibe. It didn't feel fun, and and then there were like really silly little tokenistic things, like oh, let's shoehorn in a kind of like like a war games like subplot here about some <laughs> like Russian nuclear missiles being launched, you know. Yeah. Just to make you realize, oh, it, it really is nineteen eighty four. Everyone, look, mm. there's some uh, there's some Russians. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is it. Well, for people who who don't who don't know, I should I guess I should just do a brief summary. We'll try and keep spoilers to the back end of the podcast if you haven't seen it. Hmm. To be honest, I don't really want you to see it. So <laughs> just <laughs> just listen to the podcast anyway. And if you happen to see it, then great. But um, it takes place after. Uh, well, no, it's not. Yeah, it's after the first film because the first film was in the 
40s or whatever. Um, and basically, Christ almighty, I'm trying to do this without, it's such a weird plot, so convoluted. But there's something, it's basically a lamp of sorts <laughs> with a genie. Um, no, not, not really, but there's something that grants you wishes and that's it. <laughs> I don't know like, where else do you go without giving away some of the stuff. It's like, there's something grants you wishes and it gets into like the wrong hands, kind of. Yeah. And that's it. And God, Jesus, I just don't, it's just not even a story. Like it's just a. Well, this is the problem, right? Awful. I mean, Yeah. I mean, I don't, should I just kind of like launch into some of my complaints and criticisms? <laughs> well, I guess like, yeah, before, before you do that, the one, the one thing I should mention just off the, before we get into it, um, and that I think is quite, which is the reason why we didn't like it, like spoilers for that, we both didn't like the film, um, was that the first film was directed by Patty Jenkins, right, who, um, who, everyone's like, oh, great, female director, brilliant, all this stuff, and did a good job, whatever, fine. People liked it. I didn't particularly think it was that great. A lot of people did, and I'm fine with that. Um, second film, this film, directed by Patty Jenkins, again, fine, written by Patty Jenkins, and also uh, Jeff Johns and Dave Callahan, who are Not fine. people. This is where, this is why I get that sometimes there's this thing of like, oh, they didn't get to make the film they wanted to make. Um, sometimes it's like, you know what, maybe a studio, there's a reason why studios have people who will tell directors and whoever and producers that maybe they should change things because these guys will know. So one of the things, Dan, before we get into it, was that DC said to Patty Jenkins, you have two openings, you need to get rid of one. And she pushed back and said, no way, I'm going to have both of those openings. And that's why... It takes about 20 minutes to half an hour oh of, a, of an over two hour film to even get started. Um, and that was one of the points I had actually for discussion. Yeah. So that's why that's just a bit of the context, the context. So right. go, go into it, hit me. Well, okay. Start at the beginning, actually, start, with the, start with the sequences because I'm interested in what you, what you okay. thought, kind of like you're going in fresh. This is the first thing you see. It's the... Back when she's a kid and it's this gladiatorial arena. This is all spoilers. Let's just go, let's just say now we're going to spoil it. If so, turn off if you don't want to hear it. Gladiator arena, it's all the people who we kind of saw in the first Wonder Woman film. Diana, I should say, is Wonder Woman's name. And um, yeah, so I'll leave you to it. Um, I thought, this is kind of fun. It's like Total Wipeout. I quite enjoy that. <laughs> it's just Castle. Yeah, but it's like, you know, jumping off of things, swinging off of things, riding on a horse. Um, but it's like, you know, it's a, a bunch of adult women and a child and you're with the child. So I was like, why has Sam said that this film is so, so awful? You know, I was like, this just looks, you know, this is like, a, this is a children's film for probably for young girls to mm -hmm. feel something good about themselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to crap all, all over this. This is fine. There's nothing. There's nothing, nothing wrong with this. Um, and then, you know, that sequence ends, and she she tries to cheat to win, and they go, no, there's no point. You know, 
No point in cutting corners in life to get to that point. Um, yeah, this is it, because she talks about, it, it's not even like talking about cheating, it's talking about lying. Oh, you can't lie. It's yeah, like, it's a bit mixed she's up. Not, but the, she's not lied. She hasn't even talked yeah. to anyone. <laughs> the message, yeah, the message is a bit mixed up, muddled up. Can you tell me what the message was? Because honestly, at the end of it, I was like, I don't understand what the lesson to be learned here is. I don't get it. Like, I guess that she, because the thing is, so yeah, for me, it was like, you know, when they're racing up that thing and then they get to the top, and I was like, okay, cool. Now the film's going to start. And then they basically jumped down onto horses or something. I was like, oh, fucking hell, we're still going. Right. And then they let up those flares or whatever. And then basically she, what she did? She falls off the horse or something. Yeah. And then she misses a flare. And that's how she, they know that she yeah. cheated or whatever. Because then she suddenly appears at the finish line. Yeah. And, um, and, then and they're like, like oh. you took the shortcut. Yeah. So they know she took the shortcut, but I don't understand. I don't understand what the lesson is is it just like well my interpretation well yeah it's you know later on in the film again spoiler um the problem is the the main villain basically has all his wishes granted but then he also grants everyone else in the world all their wishes so people get everything they want right that's the shortcut you yeah it's a shortcut to getting things that you want it has no value and, and people end up with a load of stuff then that actually they, they they didn't want and the world is awful. Right. So she cuts corners to get something that she hasn't earned, doesn't genuinely want or need. Now that might be me being thick, but I'm glad you said that because now that does make a bit more sense because afterwards I'm still like, I don't understand why that scene is really there. Well, it makes sense thematically, but at the same time, and this is the sad thing, that was probably my favourite part of the film. But by the end of the film... I thought, irrelevant. That that scene shouldn't have been there. So the best part of the film doesn't belong because yeah. it's too good for the rest of the fucking yeah. film. Well, this was it. Like, when I was watching it and it was coming to the end of the race, I was like, we've been... This is almost, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, it's quite like, long, isn't it? I was like, that's... Like any, like, normal... I always go by, like, a 90-minute film being the normal, but it's not these days. Two hours is usually the, the normal. But I'm like, that is... Whatever that is, a sixth of your film... Like, yeah. just on this one intro sequence, which has no real point of even being there. Um, and I kept thinking, we're going to go back to that and maybe see bits more of her, like, growing up or something. No. No, you don't see it. But that's Over also the thing is that you don't... So they've done that. they already done that in the first film as well. So they had young Diana and she's, like, full of gusto and all this stuff. They've done that. So it's like, okay, we're seeing this again. But we already know young Diana. like. What, all right, fine. Says there is one bit where, if you remember, they like go up to like worship a statue or something, mm-hmm. and it's that woman that she talks about later on in the film who has that gold outfit that just she just suddenly fucking rocks up in towards the end. Uh-huh. So there's a little bit to do with the legend of this woman. Yeah, it's quite tenuous, exactly. Um, but then, so you've got that, that's 15 minutes. And then you come in to a shopping mall scene. And again, that reminded me of the, the latest Stranger Things one was, you know, we're in a shopping mall. And that was quite, um, that was quite cool just to see it from the kind of consumer side of it. Um, and then you're like, okay, as these guys going around, they hold up a jewellery store or whatever and saying, oh, there's something, you got the good stuff, the black market stuff in the back or whatever. And then I was thinking, okay, here we go. So I think that was part of the reason why I was really disappointed with this film is that that whole sequence was stupid, yes. And it was like, but it's like she, um, 
throws the kid along the floor and he, yeah. and she's like in a bunch of teddy bears. Like, oh, great. And it's all like, oh, you know, shh, be quiet, which I didn't really get that. Like, I don't really understand why she's telling us to shush. Um, and it was all like a little bit like camp. And I was like, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm all right by it being, it's 80s, it's stupid, it's fun, and it's ridiculous. Because that's how I felt like the trailer was maybe setting it up for, maybe being a bit more grittier down the line or whatever. But also it reminded me of Thor Ragnarok, which I know you haven't seen. But like, that's basically what they did with Thor, which is like the whole, they had Thor 1, which was like, here's Thor, which is like a classic kind of superhero thing. Thor 2, which is like dark the dark world and it was like okay this is quite shit and boring and then for thor 3 which is thor ragnarok it was done by the um kiwi guy i forget his name um who does uh, the man from del monte eagle versus shark um flight the concords wakey the taiti wakey whatever his name is what we do in the shadows wakey wakey no and um he did it but it's all like bright vibrant colors and it's all like on another planet and it's all like like this visual like splatter of like stuff on the screen and it's a mm. totally different vibe it's more like tongue-in-cheek and stupid funny and it's like a bit more like fun and it's people's like favorite marvel film and i can see why i thought this was going to do that so i was coming in thinking okay it's got all the colors and it's going to be like fun and 80s and it's not going to take itself so seriously like all the dc movies do it's going to be like a bit more and then apart from that from then on it's like oh we're just it's just another drab, boring, um, takes itself way too seriously. DC Absolutely. Film. I liked, I, I mean, I, did, I didn't like it. I didn't mind that second intro sequence in the supermarket. Like you say, it was campy. Um, but at this point, I'm just like, well, this is just a film for young girls, probably. And, you know, this is, this is fine. But then as the film evolved, I was like, oh, this isn't actually for, this is meant to be for a... a broader adult, you know, well, family audience. Mm. And this is just actually a bit weak. And it also, like, for me, watching this film, I haven't seen Wonder Woman, so, you know, these characters being reintroduced. Yeah. I was like, I mean, it's just what, so she just sort of hangs around and takes out sort of like low-key petty criminals. This is the other thing, Dan, is that in, and this is kind of what they were trying to do, and I don't know if you noticed this, it'd be interesting. And it also, when we get to the end of the film, I think it will confuse you even more, is that when in the whole DC universe, let's say, Batman finds out about Wonder Woman, right? And he's like, she's never been seen. Like, it's this like enigma. There's this like woman who's like popped up throughout history or something like that, right? So she's on, she's not like this. She's not like fucking Batman or something that's like in the papers every day or whatever. She's like, who is, who is this woman who's like lived forever, whatever, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... And so, yeah, so the, where she's doing all this stuff, she's like, you'll see her like knocking out cameras and all that. So in theory, and they try and set it up that it's like, who is this woman? This like, oh, this mystery woman, but that she's not actually getting any media attention. So it's very weird because it's like she's in the middle of a shopping mall, which surely has tons of cameras and and all this. And it's like, oh, she's this hero. But at the same time, it's like, actually no one's supposed to know that she even exists or she's even here it's like well, that, about a thousand people just saw her like save a baby or whatever um, none of that translated throughout the whole film to me no. um the, the one so one of my big complaints well you've already tackled you know the issue here really is the writing mm. um and i think 
you know, that's felt in the, the weak plots, uh, full of inconsistencies and, and, and gaps and some really wretched dialogue, mm. but also this like, development, some of these characters, their backstories and their, like, their motivations. Yeah. But, and, and especially, you know, with your central character, Wonder Woman, I just didn't have a clue, like, what's she doing? Like you say, once, you know, we've had this, like, quite exciting. We had one scene of her as a kid, one scene of her in a shopping market, <laughs> supermarket. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, now she's a, like, in, working at the Smithsonian Museum. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like you say, you know, a, a magical artifact falls into the wrong hands. We don't really understand, like, what what's the ramifications of that? And what is her interest in... in like, why is she suddenly like, we've got to stop this? Mm. She doesn't even know what he's planning to do with it or what could happen. Yeah. And all I know is that she stops criminals in supermarkets. So... It's, it's, like, shopping it's, not, it's not a supermarket. It's not like Sainsbury's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shopping uh, centre. Shopping, shopping centre, yeah. Like the mm. Whitgift Centre. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, so... And then there's, and then there's, well, maybe we'll come to it. I don't know, but then there's like weird love interest, and that completely baffled me. Yeah, that would do. Going fresh, completely baffled me. <laughs> it baffled me, to be honest. And I'm watching it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, then there was just like loads of other stuff. But yeah, but like that, that central character of Wonder Woman, I never had a clue. What's she about? What's her motivation? What's she trying to do? Yeah. Why did I care? Well, they kind what of you- they kind of hint at right. They kind of so in the first film, her and Chris Pine got together. He died basically, and that's that's that. Didn't know that. But you'd presume that from the way that he's like come back or whatever, which is weird in itself. But didn't assume that. Okay, I fine. just thought uh, he, well, maybe he's t- like maybe he's a time traveler, or maybe they're time travelers. Or he's in, yeah, well, or maybe he's in another dimension. Makes just as much sense. There's, I was, but I was like, maybe maybe it's like quantum leap, mm-hmm. and like he's like got lost, and now he's hopped back into the body of another man. Yeah. Well, let's come. Let's come. Let's come to. The, like, let's start with the. There's, there's so much to, dug, <laughs> to divulge ourselves in here. So, I think they're trying to set it up that she's lonely, right, mm-hmm. and. That's, it's not that lonely. She's like, well, spiky with everyone. Yeah, well, like, why are you speaking to me? Why are men always looking at me? Yeah, even though like, she walks around like wearing these ridiculous, yeah. hot, like, you know, like fashion numbers in a museum or whatever. And she's like wondering why all these geeks are paying attention to her. Um, also that, that, that lonely. Weird. I don't mean it like that. It was, <laughs> it was just, it's just the idea that she's this like super glamorous woman. Mm. He just seems to work at the Smithsonian. But I don't know, maybe that's the thing that... Well, that's another thing is that I think she even works in Batman versus Superman. So that means that, like, people must... <laughs> she's worked in the same place for, like, at least 20 years, if not more. Um, and no one has cast any doubt to the fact she doesn't <laughs> age. What I also loved is they had Chapadi G in it um, from People Just Do Nothing when he came in and wished, God, I wish I had a coffee or whatever. And then he's like, oh, look, do you remember? That was quite funny. Yeah, that was, that was the funniest part of the film. It was. I can't tell you how happy I was. That's the happiest moment in the entire film. Was when I saw his fucking face. I thought it's Chapati G. 
And then he actually got like a line and he gets a line a bit later as well. And I was like, Who is he? He's made it. He's, he's, done, he? he's done everything. He's in People Just Do Nothing, that TV series. I love. That? Oh. Um, okay. oh, mate, you, don't, you haven't seen People Just Do Nothing? Mm-hmm. Fuck, it's so good. And I don't know if it's on, like, I know a lot of Americans listen to this. It's a um, BBC thing. So it's actually produced by this guy, Asher Tyler, who um, I was mates with for a very long time. He produced The Office. It's in the original uh, British Office. Um, and I worked with him when I was on IT Crowd. And mm. he went on to do Rough Cut, which was his company, um, which actually I helped choose the logo for. Um, what is it? It's a guy with an axe. I don't know if it's still that anymore. It's like a little stick man um, with an axe. And they made people just do nothing. So there's three series of it. Um, okay. And it's fucking great. It's basically about a, I'm totally going off on one. It's basically about a um, garage uh, when, for when I say garage, not like rock, as in UK garage, as in bot to the beat, to the ball to the boot, or whatever, and all that stuff. Um, <laughs> it's about a group of those guys who still do that and think it's cool. So it's imagine Epsom, oh, <laughs> like back when we were kids, um, and people still just doing that. Um, okay, that sounds good. Live in a council like estate. But the main guy, MC Grinder, is basically David Brem. He okay. like thinks he's fucking cool and hot stuff. He's actually just like a little dweeb and all this stuff. It, um, it's really good, mate. Anyway, Chapati G, who who um, is one of the co-writers and basically writes his stuff that's in it, is like their manager slash mate. Um, and he's exactly like that. Uh, and it's just brilliant. It's so fucking funny. Anyway, he was in Wonder Woman. That's who he was. So yeah. when he came in, I was like, how the fuck did he get that? That's amazing. Um, so good on him. Um, I just want to come back to that point about her seeming like she's going to be a bit lonely. Because of this, I had this creeping sense. And she meets this like geeky woman at the Smithsonian who's working there, who's a bit like awkward. And they exchange some little looks and then they like go for coffee or something together. Mm. Hey, do you want to get lunch? And then they're like talking about their like, oh, they're both having bad relationships and Mm. having trouble with men. And it's like the penny dropped. And I thought, is the reason this film's so bad and why Sam's maybe watch it? Have they made Wonder Woman a lesbian? Mm. Yeah, I got vibes of that as well. I was like, okay, is this a, because it's, well, for one thing, I think there was that they're trying to be like, oh, she's lonely. And, you know, um, Kristen Wiig's like lonely because no one listens to him, whatever. And Wonder Woman's lonely and they've like found each other or whatever. But there yeah. was a sense where it's like, she asks her out for lunch and then dinner, whatever. And she seems yeah. like really needy. And there was yeah. part of me that was like, oh, okay, they've gone with a gay thing. And it might still, well, it's not, well, I don't know, because she gets with, what's his name later, but um, unless she's bisexual or whatever, um, or, uh, you know, however you want to call it, she's interested in men and women, pansexual, I can't remember what the actual um, thing is. Uh, <laughs> it's a whole rabbit hole I'm not going to go down. Um, but I did think that. I was like, okay, she fancies her. And that's another thing. So you've got, bear in mind, you've had the intro scene, the race, you've had the um, shopping mall scene. Now you're in the museum. Kristen Wiggers turned up. You're about half an hour into the film. It's not even started. Film's not started. Yeah. You don't know what's going on. You've, no. had, you've had this new character introduced. You're like, well, what's the story? Yeah. I, I, honestly, I don't know what the story is like at all. Um, and Kristen Wiig is like, and that's why I don't get as well. It's like, I always think Kristen Wiig is like quite good looking anyway. So when it's like, oh, I've turned up and I'm like, oh, dear, I've dropped this. And then after, and then later on when they were like, oh my God, she's so sexy. 
it's like that she's all that kind of thing that like that mid nineties yeah, high school lame, thing. It's like yeah. take your glasses off, like put a bit of volume in your hair. Oh my god, she's dropped it stunning. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> oh, we're doing this, okay. Yeah, um, I felt really, I felt so cheesy and like uh, old hat and dated. Yeah, it really did. Um, and yeah, but you've got that cool like with the shopping mall scene. You have got that cool just going back a little bit. 80s montage thing which I did quite like where it's like the bride kind of like falls over the edge of the um, bridge and you've got this like, and like okay you're seeing 80s stuff and I was like okay this is quite cool but again it was like none of this like when they're in the Smithsonian it's like oh they all look they're kind of wearing 80s stuff but then this is kind of it like there's not really you don't really get much more um, much more 80s but yeah so the idea is that they found this thing and it grants wishes right and that's basically when the when the film actually starts so yeah what should we call it it's an artifact of some sort yeah it basically looks like a rock (laughs) yeah it's basically a rock and um and it also makes me think like just going to the end where it's talking about renouncing the wishes does that mean chapati g had to renounce his wish for coffee (laughs) for it to work um i mean i mean we'll get we'll get to that but i was just thinking that as we were just talking about it he just suddenly had slightly less of a spring in his step. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so she, they basically go out and then she wishes, Cheetah Woman, um, Kristen Wiig wishes that Kristen she was Wig. more like um, Wonder Woman, basically, or whatever. Okay, great. Diana. Diana, she starts getting yeah. her fucking powers or whatever and all shit. At the same time, um, and losing her like niceness and her humanity, which didn't seem to be doing her much good anyway in the first place. Um, and then Diana wishes, what does she actually wish for? I can't remember. Right. I don't know if, okay, this is a bit embarrassing because this might have been me being really stupid, but I didn't catch her making a wish. Great. Cause neither did I. So I remember <laughs> she was kind of, she was holding it and maybe said something about blah, blah, blah. Like maybe, I don't know. I wish I wasn't alone or like, I wish I could bring someone or if only, I don't know, something like that. But I don't think I was listening to it properly. Because then all of a sudden it's like, oh, um, he, well, this is it. She goes to this party to find Kristen Wiig to get this rock. Um, And at the same time, you're, well, we'll get into Pablo Pascal's character in a sec. But she finds, this guy's just like Diana, whatever. And she's like, "Uh, yeah, fuck off, creep. It's like, no. Um, uh, He says something that was in the first film, I presume. And then she sees him as Steve. And because... She recognizes it as Steve. She's like, I only see Steve. And that's why Chris Pine then comes in. But he's not Chris Pine. What they've done. So let's just presume she's wished him to come back to life or whatever, right? Fine. Yeah. Why isn't doesn't he just exist? Like as a person. Why is he inhabiting? Why does he have to is it his soul? So like his body's dead. But it's like, does it matter? Because it's a witch. You can do anything. Exactly. It's so strange. And like, yeah, like I say, if you haven't seen the film. I was just, compl- I was just so baffled. I was like, this man's turned up and I didn't realise that she'd wished him into being. So she's just at this party, some guy comes up and then suddenly in the mirror, you see this sort of like troll-faced man. Um, troll-faced? He's, he has quite, he's got... Do you mean Chris like, Pine? You mean he's the, got kind of like squidged troll oh, face. Oh, it's horrible. His whole face, he's had like work done and shit. He just looks like a fucking... He looks like a weird Ken doll. He looks like a plastic man that's just been given life. He always has done. I've never found the attraction people have with him. Yeah, and then sorry. they're just like, 
So then she's just like, right, I'm having a bit of that. And they're just like snogging for ages. That really cheesy shot with like the camera revolving around them. And then everything, basically every interaction they have for the rest of the movie, I was completely perplexed. Um, no, you know, none more so than when he suddenly, like towards the end, is like, I've got to go now. And like, and she's like, That's do you? And he's like, yeah, you, we both know I have to go. I'm like, why? Why is he now? What? Why is he go? go? And he doesn't go anywhere. She just kisses him and walks away. Let's, so you, let's don't actually, not, you, don't, you don't see him vanish or, all right. Save, save that. Save it. <laughs> save these beautiful moments. Uh, but yes, at this point, at this point in time, he's come, he's come back. Um, but for some reason they brought him back that he's had to possess another man. Where's that, <laughs> ma- where's that man gone? And it's funny you talk about Quantum Leap because Quantum Leap, <laughs> if you remember... When they, when he, Sam jumps into the body of another man, the like law is that this, that person is like in the future, just like chilling out or whatever in a room, right? But oh, the, soul, yeah. the soul of this guy, don't know where he's gone or whatever. There was a big article and a big a bit of a stink because, um, especially nowadays with the idea of consent, because essentially she rapes him because he's not giving consent of his body and she has sex with him, but it's not him. It's someone else. Yeah. <laughs> he is basically his body has been used uh. to have sex with and bear in mind also been put in extremely dangerous situations that are about to come, um, come up as well. Right. You're right. Another thing. Like if he died, then it's like, yeah. imagine that you're just some fucking guy walking around and cause dickhead just wished someone into being not only if you gone then it's like, you've, you're dead. And you hijacked his body. Yeah, literally hijacked his body. So it's like that episode of there's a Red Dwarf episode called Body Swap, where yes. dead Arnold Rimmer, who is resurrected as a hologram, um has some robots drug Dave Lister and inject his like file into his body. I remember that. <laughs> literally like, steals his body and he can feel he, things again and all this stuff. Yeah. And he does all the worst things. Like he just eats loads of food, drinks loads, smokes, and he crashes the ship and loses his arm. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that bit. Uh, but I think it's a trick. But yeah, that's yeah. the same kind of thing, right? They're completely reckless with this guy. Yeah, absolutely reckless. And also, God, there's just so, it's just so much here. But there, it caused a whole stink, right, about it. And Patty Jenkins came back and said, we were trying to like do the whole like Freaky Friday kind of trope. Um, and which one? It's like, why? That was, well, that's body swapping. Yes. Yeah. Who's he swapping with? Like, no one. You've, it's yeah. not a body swap, is it? You've, it's had just some, a cipher. Yeah, exactly. That's completely indifferent. And then people were saying that, um, you know, just because they did it in the 80s, it didn't necessarily mean that that means it's okay to do now either if you know what I mean so um yeah so that whole thing was weird and then that whole sequence where it's like oh you know look at all these different outfits it's like yeah okay cool yeah 80s outfits yeah cool um that was awful and it was just like this is going on way too long and then if you remember like he's walking around and she's she's showing him like the city and how it is in the future and all this stuff fine but instead of it being like fun it's got this like really sad music behind it mm. so like, Ooh, and all like reflective and it's like why have you gone in this direction like put a fucking 
like run DMC in the background or something and like get like, you know, cool, it's the 80s from here, like bopping and whatever. Not like, oh, look at, oh, it's so beautiful. And oh, no, um, and trying to make jokes. It was just like, ugh, I just hated it. I thought it was so bad. Um, Terrible. Awful. But yeah, so getting on to the, so whilst all that's happening, Kristen Wiig gets with the Pedro Pascal character, who I didn't mind as a character because... For one thing, I like the idea that he's Mr. Like, he's basically Donald Trump or whatever. And they've, you know, they're not shying away from that. Um, And he's like, he owes people loads of money. He's all like front and people call him a con man. He's like, I'm not a con man. Um, And he's got like a massive office and there's only like one person working there. So he's got no money, nothing. He's got all these oil things that aren't having and I thought when he like makes this wish he's just gonna wish for oil like in his lands and be like okay there you go um and that was part of the reason so okay so I'm getting ahead of myself so he gets he knows that this thing has Grant's wishes or whatever um gets off Kristen Wig, takes it and instead of being like I wish for a million wishes or something or whatever I don't, I don't get it he just wishes to be the wish thing and like why did this he make was so, that decision? Yeah, it was so poorly explained. I mean, maybe later down the line, he could have done that maybe after like, he's already wished for all these material possessions or something, but they just go straight to it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not really properly fully explained, like the concepts of then like him, so that now that he is it, you know, obviously along the line, we kind of realise that, you know, he touches people and they can make their wishes and everything, but it's... <laughs> doesn't quite carry water. It's quite wishy-washy as a concept, isn't it? Well, I'm like, so does he only get one wish? So by doing this, his one wish is to be all the wishes, which would make sense. But then that's not really clarified either. Because the whole time I was just thinking, but why would you do it that you have to let the other wishes of other people come true to get a wish for yourself? Yeah, he has to make that's, people wish on his behalf, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, that's very specific to because then he like and this is what i didn't get until like the end of the movie basically because once you wish for something he will take something from you so he wants you to wish and then he'll be like i'll have your security or whatever at one point and i don't know whatever the fuck he says and i was like that's not that's not clear like why not just wish for be have it in your hand and wish for good health and wish for this stuff like why is it that you have to do it indirectly and then i thought okay is this a political is she trying to do it that basically no. Trump Trump is trying to make other people's wishes come true that they think they want when he's actually taking something for himself? And I thought, if they're trying to do that and be clever about it, then, um, you know, good try. But it, as a film, it doesn't work and it doesn't make sense and you're trying too hard. I think this is where the wheels came off this character. I, I really liked the character initially. Like you, I thought he's got good promise. Like I liked him when he first appeared, mm. um, and I loved the performance as well. I thought this guy was the best thing about the film. Pedro Pascal is great in everything, pretty much. That he yep. does, yeah. So much charisma and energy, and he turns up and he's so slimy mm. um, when he's trying to like um, get the get this artifact off of the Kristen Wiig character. Yeah. He's like so, but he's so ch- you can you can see what he's doing. And you think, oh, this guy's really horrible. But at the same time, he's so bloody charming. Mm. You're like, I actually just want to like him. Mm. And then they do, what's really good was, yeah, like they showed him actually 
you know, let's look behind the curtain. He's actually very unsuccessful. Yeah. And you see this like, like relationship with his son and he just wants to like be successful yeah. uh, in his eyes. Which was the whole so film that was quite for me. Nice. I enjoyed the whole son stuff. I was like, that's the emotional heartstring. Like the fact of he wants to, it's like, it's, he's doing, he's doing this to appear like a success in front of his kid. It's kind of what yeah. it feels like, but he gets a bit too obsessed with looking successful he gets he goes too far in that direction hence why he starts pushing his kid away and shouting at him but he's has to get reminded that you know he's doing this for his kid or something when it's like well that's all the shit that comes later at this point i thought it felt quite genuine yeah yeah it did yeah and i thought this is you know this is interesting we've got a little bit more of a um multi-dimensional baddie here Mm. that you actually feel some sympathy for and you can see his motivation but when he made that wish and you kind of like start questioning, hang on, what, what's he doing? doesn't make sense. Mm. Um, and then all these like, I'm going to take that and this and that. And it's really like all over the place. Yeah. It's because they haven't, they lose track of the character, I think. They've just gone, no, let's just make him a stock, megalomaniacal, insane, power lust kind of character. Mm. I don't think there's anything more to it than that. I don't see the like... Um, I don't think it's like a parable on modern America or Donald Trump or anything. I don't know. I think they just I reckon tried it, to... I reckon they're trying to do that. I reckon that's do, what they... Yeah. Well, they effed that right up. But which, is, which doesn't surprise me because like the, the, the writing is just so weak and piss poor throughout. Like, I kept thinking, maybe this film, would this be an acceptable script if it was maybe written by like, I can imagine like some amateur dramatic group of maybe... Well, honestly, it, may, this, this, it, it doesn't... Not only does it not feel like the work of a professional... It doesn't even feel like the work of an amateur. Yes. It feels like someone who really struggles to understand uh, people. Writing a film. <laughs> yeah. Humans and their motivations. Anything to do, yeah, with characters, plots. Awesome. Anything about to do with, like, coherence. Anything to do with, like, maintaining the interest of an audience. Mm. It's just such a mess. Well, they've tried to, like, shoehorn a lot of Wonder Woman-style stuff in, which we'll, which we'll kind of come to. But, yeah, just, just with this... Um, with this guy uh, in particular. Yeah, I think you're right. It was great to see him with his son and it started off very well. Then it went downhill. But the thing with the wishes is that, okay, so for instance, he goes to see that one guy who he just saw and he's like, and then I'm going to do you for fraud or whatever, I don't know, whatever it was. And then people turn up and go into the building to arrest him or whatever. But the thing is, I was thinking, so when like the wishes are preempted, if that makes sense. Like one guy turns up, he's like, I'm here for a job interview. So I'm like, so how does that work? So these people haven't just like come into existence with this wish. They have already seen something. They've already walked that way. They've already applied before the wish has already been made. So I know I shouldn't think about it too. Like it's like, oh, it's a film, like whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, if it started from that point, if it was like, oh, um, and a magic advert appeared in the papers and, and like someone's like, like, right. So for instance, he makes that wish of like, he wants those people to work there. It cuts away someone going through like, or online going through some job things, a job ad just suddenly like appears or whatever, or appears in the paper, whatever the fuck I don't know. And it's like, oh, okay, cause up. Hey, is there a job going in thingy or whatever? I don't know. Like something like that rather than it's like, yeah. oh, I've just turned up. What's going on? Hey, you're hired. And all this stuff, I was just like, but then it means that the the wish for this to take effect, the, the 
the wish would have already had to have been started before oh. at the point he's made the wish. So that was kind of throwing me a little bit, even though like I don't want to pay too much attention to it. But um, yeah, but it's it's indicative of the lack of attention to detail and some of these like plot holes that these start to contribute to just like a kind of confusion throughout the whole film. Yeah, you're right. It's a little, and it just makes it hard for you to then kind of like really get into it and yeah. get excited and you can't follow things. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you're completely right. And uh, yeah, so I guess like story-wise when they, they're looking for the rock, I'm not really sure why they're looking for the rock. Like she just knows it's like bad juju or something. And um, then <laughs> he goes over to get more oil and oh. she... She follows, all right, so, all right, let's get into this bit. So she follows him. For one thing, they get, they steal a fighter jet to fly. Why? To fly from, I don't know, Washington, I guess. I don't know where the fuck it's set. To uh, what, Dubai, not Cairo. Dubai, like Cairo, yeah, right. On a fighter jet, it's like, which is made for like small distances at high speed. It's not oh. a fucking Boeing 747. That's stupid. It's like, oh, let's get onto this. It's like, well, it's not, it's only going to fuel. That's why there are huge fuck off ships in the middle of oceans for these planes to like <laughs> yeah. land and take off from. It's because they can't get fucking far. <laughs> Idiots. So anyway, it's like, okay, well, let's, well, but then I don't know, maybe, maybe they can, I don't know, whatever. Um, but then, but the reason why they have to do that is because they're like, she says something like, oh, you know, um, you know, we can't get you a passport. So whatever. It's like, why, what do you mean? Like, we can't, we can't use get your passport, passport but we can get access to this plane. It's like, why can't you get a passport? Like, also, they, they still had on-the-day stuff that you can you could still do that now. Today, I don't know about COVID. You could go into a passport office and queue up and wait and get a passport. Also, that guy... Uh, yeah, how do they know he hasn't got a passport? Exactly. It's like, they don't know... How do they not know he's got a passport, for one thing? Um, I, I, okay, all right, they, they don't want to wait. But two, it's like, well, he's not... He he's still that guy. Like he still looks like that guy. It's not like, well, you look like Steve, so you'll never get through. <laughs> it's like I don't really understand. Like the uh, way she worded it, I can't remember. I was just like, what is she talking about? So they get a fighter jet. They just go onto some fucking military <laughs> base and get a fighter jet. And then this is where, because if you remember, Wonder Woman can make her plane invisible. So then they just oh, suddenly go man. like. <laughs> so the idea is she's just like, oh, I made a teacup disappear once because my dad made a whole island disappear. I've tried it out. Let's try it now. Oh, I've done it. Cool, we're invisible yeah. now. <laughs> Let's fly through some fireworks, which make zero noise in our, like, everything's like lovely and beautiful and quiet. It's like you are in a fighter jet. People have earmuffs. <laughs> it's like, that's whatever, like, and stuff like that. It's not like they're just having casual conversations next to each other or whatever. It's just like, why is it not uh, making like a shit ton of noise? It's a yeah. fighter jet. Um, that's really like, um, again, this film, it just feels like, Things happen one after the other um, with no build-up or consequences or tension. Yeah. So like you say, she just goes, are they like, oh, we need the plane to be invisible. Oh, well, I can make it invisible. Done. Yeah. Okay. On to the next thing. So what? Yeah. That's it. Nothing has any, nothing has any meaning in this film. Zero meaning. Absolutely zero. So um, they, what I love as well is that they fucking touch down wherever they get there. How or however they do it, I don't know. And then how they find Pedro Pascal is they happen to drive by him. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> that's, how, that's how they do it. It's not like there's a bit of investigation uh, or anything. It's just like, oh, it's him. Let's go for it. 
Like, well, it's only um, it's only Egypt, isn't it? It's not a big country. Sadly, yeah, it's only tiny. <laughs> Cairo, as well. There's only like one road in and out, so <laughs> you're not going to miss them. <laughs> Fucking hell! And then um, what I love about that whole sequence is that, um, which is like the first big proper like action sequence, apart from maybe the shopping mall, whatever. Mm. Is that the the cars? You can see the cars moving like super slow in the background for a start. So it doesn't feel like fast paced, but hats off, they've tried to do it for realsies. Um, fine. She's starting to lose her powers, right? And there's that great bit at the end mm. where she grabs the kids. <laughs> she grabs the kids and then she, like, like, whatever, loses her strength or whatever it was. I can't remember. Drops her lasso of truth or whatever. And then she rolls over with the kids like that. And I'm just like, she's fucking killed them. Yeah, <laughs> they come out and they're like not even a scratch and like she literally rolled across a road at like a million miles per hour on top of these two very small children and I remember watching it going like holy fuck she's fucking killed them she <laughs> killed these two kids I was like that's really dark oh no they're fine great um, oh, it's so stupid that whole sequence it's just fucking ridiculous the whole sequence was, it was so boring did she catch a because bullet during that bit as well I can't remember maybe I don't know it was so boring because it was like, again, they haven't done the groundwork for this to be exciting or mean anything. Because I'm still in the dark as to what Pascal is doing. Yeah. Well, I thought he wanted to get oil. He was just going to wish for oil. But now it's like, oh, okay, he's got what he needs, but he's still... Like, what's, yeah, the, what's, what's the end game? I don't really understand what he's trying to... Yeah. What that's the, it. At this point, I'm just thinking he's a businessman who is going to trick some people out of a lot of oil and a lot of money. Why is she getting involved? Yeah, why does she Why care? is she trying to like why should they why have they gone all the way to Egypt to try and like beat him up or whatever they're trying to do? This is it. They, they never say like what they're trying to do to him. No, they're I guess gonna try it's like, and like what catch him or stone, tell him off. If exactly it's like we've just got to get the stone back because it's kind of evil and it's to do with that bad god or whatever that created it or some fucking shit. I don't know. But it's still like they don't they do they do a bit more exposition around it a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah but, but we haven't had that at this point. No. It's just like, it's just a general sense. And again, like, this is just so, the, the bad writing is like, there's kind of a general sense that he's a bit bad and this is bad. And because she's Wonder Woman, they should get involved. Um, and now we need a big action sequence. Yeah. Well, it's and like, it's we're like, like an hour and 10 minutes in. We need to have a bit of action. Here you go. He's like yeah. five minutes worth. And finally see her in her outfit. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and does he recognize her? At this point as well, because he's already met her at the That's Smithsonian. True. Yeah, does it get so now he's thinking, no. why is that woman from the Smithsonian come here in a red outfit? Yeah, and, that's like, a good point. Actually, I don't think she. I don't think he recognises it's a Superman thing. I suppose were they, even though they look exactly like I would recognise her. I'd recognise her anyway. Um, yeah, uh, the fact that she's like wearing some Wonder Woman outfit. It's like, and as well, like in the world that it's in at the moment in 1984, like. And she's supposed to be like not famous or whatever, but you'd be like, what the hell is going on? Like, why are you wearing yeah. that? Who is, what is happening? Um, we so should... that was kind of in the back of my mind. It's yeah. like, does he know who she is? And I just like, I can't be bothered to think about it yeah, at this point. I don't think about it too much. And also like, we should say like in running parallel to this, Kristen Wiig, who is completely, doesn't even need mm. to be in this movie, really, um, is kind of getting more popular. She's getting a bit more like shitty. Um, she's. Like, I loved her leotard. Yeah, she's looking like she's looking hot. In the gym. Yeah, exactly. She's like lifting big weights, and we're like, okay, she's getting stronger, and she's becoming more like Wonder Woman. Cool. Um, and there's the um bit where like some bloke tries to like 
um, assault her, basically. Oh. And then I thought, oh, she's going to kill him. This is where, like, she's evil. Like, she's gone, like, she's gone too far. Like, she's killed someone. Because she instead she just beats the shit out of him. And because she's just beating the shit out of him, you're just like, well, yeah, you deserve that. Like, yeah, she didn't go far enough. I loved it. Like, oh, this, this is my is other favourite part exactly, of the film. This is where she's going to become evil. Just, she's going to kill him. But no, so it's like, just, okay. Yeah, she's just like, she's still like the good guy. Like, I don't... Yeah. Not setting her up to be much was, of an enemy. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. That guy, he was so, so disgusting, so slimy. And he'd already tried to pull that on earlier in the film. Diana had saved her. So this was great. You were like, great, she's going to get a bit of measure of revenge. And she does, and it's really satisfying. And you're like, yeah, go for it. Mm. Now I want you to take out the next piece of trash. Yeah. (laughs) She really gives him a good kicking as well. Yeah, she does, but I thought it should have been more. Um, Yeah, if you want to make her a villain, at this point I'm like, she's not a villain. She's just, this is great. great. Yeah. Yeah, make her a villain by like, I don't know. Like, do a Mortal Kombat-esque fatality on him? Like, rip out his spine? <laughs> well, exactly. That's what I was kind of waiting for. But it doesn't really... It doesn't really happen. But then, so... I don't know. Where do we get to? It goes to, like... He comes back, I guess, and is like, okay, yeah, I need more wishes. I want to become the president. Right, I'm the president. Okay, I need to get, like, on TV and make all these people um, make wishes so I can have all the wishes. And that's becoming, like, the big endgame stuff. They find yeah. out more about The Rock, whatever, it's a bit boring. And they basically are like, oh, you have to, like, renounce your wish. And Kristen Wiig's like, I'm not renouncing it. Like, this is great. 
And Diana's like, well, I don't really want to announce it either because my boyfriend's here. And I, and that was also something people had a problem with is that it's the fact that Wonder Woman, independent woman, and it's like, oh, but without her man, she's been lonely for 40 years because of one man. And she's not enjoying life because she hasn't got man in her life. And it's like, well, it's not really Miss Independent, is it? Like she's just pining after the pine, Chris Pine. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, well, it's not very fashionable to do in 2020, but, you know. Um, I think it's 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 a it's a cogent message that's throughout most art, film, and literature of the last few hundred years. People do get lonely on their own. Yeah, but that's of course because because she's lonely because then she's slightly dependent on a man. That's not very uh, that's not very cool. Well, exactly. It's like she's had forty. Right, whatever. I'm not going to get into that side of it. It's just ridiculous. But so yeah, they find out about the rock and whatever, and then they come back, and then you've got that bit in the White House, I guess. And then, well, well, they have a fight. They have a fight, and then Cheetah. I keep on calling her Cheetah. I, mean, I can't remember her name. Kristen Wiggers Cheetah. Now she's a bit more Cheetah-ish. She's not Cheetah. She's not Cheetah yet. Not, no. She, at this point, I'm just like she's, she's strong, got strong. She's a strong woman. And they have a she's bit of strong. a fight, but she's Diana is like losing her powers a little bit. But it always it seems to be like zero zero point one percent for power because pretty much ninety nine percent of the time she's absolutely fine and still like really. Why is she losing her power? Because that's what's being taken away from her as part of the wish. I don't know. Like, I guess that's that's her biggest strength or whatever is her literal strength. Mm, um, God. And so, yeah. And then basically the world, so this is where so we're getting to like the end game now. So the, oh, as well, we should say that Chris Pine is like, what's that suit over there? She's like, oh, it's a suit of this like really powerful heroine that's in our culture. And yeah, it's like pure gold. And she like, staved off like thousands of men or something in this one piece of armor and it's like oh, okay cool and then it's like all right well i guess we're seeing that later then and then uh and then this is it so then the world starts going to shit right mm. um and then we've got and this that- again this doesn't make sense either it's like they've gone right but we, we want people to realize that like oh there's like chaos and things are falling apart but none of it makes any sense it's like I can't remember. He like goes in and speaks to the president, and then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, people are people are looting, like rioting and looting on the street. Like, wh- why is that a consequence of him <laughs> having one meeting? It's just crazy. And then, like, oh my god, all these, all these nukes uh, are coming yeah, online. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's because yeah, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. things are getting because people he's used more and more wishes, and things are just getting worse because mm. he's everything's getting worse for the people that made the wishes, I guess. But yeah, it's kind of not, you're kind of just a bit like, okay, like it's all gone like a bit post-apocalyptic or something for no actual reason. That's it. They're like, we want it to look, yeah, we want it to look like that's, but we don't want to put in the uh, groundwork together. Mm. So there you go. Chaos, apocalypse reigns. Yeah. Uh And, um, yeah, he's going to use this, like, space satellite system. Mm-hmm. Which to... just happened to be... It, has been, it was a perfect thing that just happened to be what they were discussing when he walked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing a presentation on yeah. it. And he explains that, like, the the tracheons or whatever, I don't know what the fuck the physics are, that that's almost like making a physical connection. Oh, that's right. Like, oh, yeah. I, can make, I can do my wishes through that by, like, appearing on a TV. Mm. And that's physically reaching, touching people so they can have their wishes granted. Mm. So again, it's like a really stupid concept that is so central to you buying into the end of the film. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and then, 
she goes, so this is when she says goodbye to Steve, right? And it's done, I think it's at this point. And then, but it's kind of like they just have a little yeah. moment by this like post. And he's like, you just have to renounce your wish or whatever. Um, and I don't think she ever says, I, or maybe she does say I renounce my wish. Oh, she does. And she, she's walking off. She's like, I renounce my wish. But it's just so funny. She's like, bye. And then she's just walking off all like, <laughs> and then you just see him go, I'll always love you. <laughs> <laughs> From like nowhere and it's like did they just like run out of time with chris pine we're just like oh fuck <laughs> it's like we've only got we're, this is the last shot of the day and we've got to wrap this up soon just get anything um i was so fucking awful i was so confused and then there's supposed to be this like so big like beautiful dramatic moment as she's riding the lightning and well she rides a plane so however long her fucking lasso lasso i don't I can't remember say it um she gets she and then she starts and this is her like flying so she just seems to learn how to fly she just flies now she flies a plane no she got grabs onto a plane taking off or something and then all of a sudden she remember. remembers what chris pine said where he's like it's like um, it's like being one with the breeze or whatever and she's and so is like this flying. when flying and so it's like right okay so they brought in the invisible jet they brought in the fact that she flies now so yeah okay uh, great um, but just so this is bit. when she's going to like find him yeah, where right. he's gone. Yeah. Can I ask you at this point? Yeah. So the Kristen, so the Kristen Wig character, she 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 really likes this guy. Yeah. Pascal's character, Mister. Oh, well, does she? She did to begin with. I don't think she's that bothered anymore. I can't really remember why she's. No, she still likes him because yeah. then they're in the plane together. Do you remember this? Yeah. And he's got this like horrible red eye. Yeah. Um, and she's still, uh, she can see, she likes him. He's a powerful, confident man. That's what she likes. And she can see he's got all, more and more power. Mm. And um, at this point, she says, I wish that I was like more of an alpha. Yeah, alpha predator, whatever. Predator. Mm. And at this point, and then the next time you see her, she's been turned into this like cheater character. Yeah, why would she want that? Well, why, right, why did she get two wishes? Yeah. Because she's already done the wish to be more like Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, I have. And a now theory. she gets another wish to be the cheater. I have a theory on that one. In that she, um, she made the wish to begin with, mm. but Pedro Pascal could have took a wish and used someone else's wish to do his kind of. So he made someone else wish that the, she was a cheater. Maybe, or maybe like they wished something else, and he was like, I don't know, and was like, okay, cool. And I'm gonna make her a cheater, um, and used it for something else. But you're right. There's no like, you're like, no, logic, oh, she gets there? two issues because that's exactly what I was thinking as well. As like, right? And I was like, why would she want to wish for that? Like, she wants to become an actual animal. <laughs> like, where know, does this come so from? All because she saw uh, fucking she saw Wonder Woman in some like tiger, le- some leopard print high heels at the beginning of the film. <laughs> <laughs> and now she wants to be a leopard or whatever. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Uh, I mean, that whole thing was so stupid. It's just literally the only reason she was there is they just needed a battle to end the film. So she's got to fight, and that battle to fight was, someone. I so st- and yeah, and then it's so anticlimactic because well, she turns up like Wonder Woman turns up in that suit, and it's like I don't really yeah. understand why she's wearing that suit. No, because that suit was supposed I to be like no taking idea. on all these like this army of men. It's like, well, she's already got her power and the fucking suit's wings, like, crumple after, like, like this woman's able to, like, cheat her, whatever. Keep calling cheaters in, like, Thundercats, but, like, keeps pulling 
Chitara. Chitara. Keeps pulling off the wings. And it's like, wait, it, it wasn't that strong then, was it? And then she just takes them off and she's like, fuck it, I'll just fight you normal. So well, why are you in that? Apart from it's just to give you like a different look at the end. Well, and you've hit the, the nail whole on the thing, head. The whole thing's like, she's wearing this bright gold suit thing, right? And all the fucking artwork for this film is like these met- metallic neon colours and she's wearing this bright gold suit in front of it. Like, okay, cool. And then the whole thing's like in night and basically black and white. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? And it's just such a pointless yeah. fight because as well, once it's over um, and whatever, and you presume, well, I don't know if she renounced her wish or not. I presume she does whatever because I think she goes back to normal. I can't remember. But um, you never see her again. So literally, like, there's no even resolution to Christine Wiig's character. It's just like she had that a fight with woman and that was it, done. That character Awful. just existed to, you know, I realise now looking back, just to become that cheater character. Yeah, it was literally like... Which was then... Almost immediately discarded. Yeah, and everything that's been established: Wonder Woman's weaker, and this cheetah character's like got got really strong and is now an alpha character. Just like like you say, the wings fall off the suit. So still beats her anyway. Yeah, fish bash done. Yeah, oh my god, just hated it. Hated it so much. So, I mean, and then okay, well then let's get to it with it. when she turns up, Pedro Pascal. I don't really know what's going on. Like people all around the world are wishing for things and um, he's pick, picking, he can see them in his mind, I guess. And he's like, mm-hmm. I'll take your health or whatever. And it's all getting like really high drama, like really dramatic. And he stands. But what is he gaining? I don't know. And he stands in the middle of this thing, like this bright light. And I'm like, what is that? Like, where is he? He's not even on TV anymore. And then yeah. she's like, oh, she has this like mega long speech. She's like, everybody needs to renounce their wishes. And I'm like, well, can they see her? Because isn't she supposed to be this big fucking secret? And now she's just, is she on TV or not? Because I don't know. No, she's not on TV. Well, then who's like this? Who's? Who, exactly. Like, like, people around the world are probably thinking, what the fuck? Who is this woman talking? And then does it mean that everyone, everyone around the world has to come together in this optimistic thing to like renounce their wishes for it to okay and what about the people that yes. died like the woman who was in the cafe in fucking Brixton or whatever she and she's like, came back to life yeah exactly and all this stuff it's like well she, I've would, got here Sam my notes oh god but everyone in capitals everyone in the entire world renounces their wishes bullshit <laughs> not to be a cynic people are good at heart Sam people are good they just they just need a little taste see they need a little taster of misery to see how stupid their ideas are, um, but then they are good of good of heart. Um, this whole, yeah, I mean that. There's so many things that are confusing about about this. Um, when he's granting all those wishes, yeah. Um, his son stands in front of a television and says, "I wish you came back here, Daddy." Yeah. That, uh, that he doesn't get his wish. Yes, yeah, true. Yeah, that got me a little bit. Like, especially when, like, basically any kind of child endangerment these days, having kids, like, yeah is like the most horrifying thing to me to ever see so when it's like he was just out running around and there's like shit being on fire or whatever mm. not realizing that he was basically right next to the white house <laughs> apparently um because pedro That's pascal takes about a 30 second jog and yeah and all the nukes go up and it's like oh we haven't got long left well it's fucking shit um and yeah he meets his kid he's like oh okay yeah i just want to be a father to you whatever i was like okay that's kind of fine. I don't mind that. But I feel like oh, that, that should have yeah. been, um, I don't know, like 
why is he being well, left on his own and what and all this stuff? But I think that was kind of like the one thing that maybe brought it back. It was a little bit like didn't bring it back, but as in to but it felt tacked up. on. Yeah, it was tacked on, I but mean, it was like the fact that he's on. like, oh, um, I'm a father, my son, or whatever, and him stopping it, or whatever, because of that. I was like, okay, well, that's an that's a nice way for it to stop. But, but it's so trite. It is really trite. It's so trite and cliche. But I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I don't mind that. Because that I agree with that more than the fact that everyone has to renounce their wish for this yeah. to work, which is just bullshit. It's just stupid. At least that. But even all this stuff, stuff with his son didn't make sense as well. Because like, it's like the son has done a wish to say come back, which doesn't work, despite the fact that we've established he's granting everyone's wishes. Yeah. But then when he's wandering around out in the streets, suddenly he is able to communicate with him. So. Now it's like, oh, he's suddenly developed the ability to communicate telepathically, just just conveniently. Yeah. And like you say, and Wonder Woman also seems to be talking to every single person in the world simultaneously. And he's now... He'll speak English, by the way. Must have he's in this like weird tower of... Yeah, he'll speak... <laughs> he's in some like tower of power. Yeah. I don't know, some like orange beam. It's just like, oh my God, these are all like the worst, like tropes all coming together oh. it's like they just let a designer take over who'd seen well, like said, a handful of films it's just like oh it'd be cool if he was in Comic like pool of light yeah and they're gone just right. do whatever you want what is doesn't this pool matter. of light I don't know. we won't make it make sense doesn't matter just whatever looks good it's not even on camera anymore yeah <laughs> it's not it's not on the podium um oh god it was just so fucking terrible and that's basically it. i don't even remember how the whole film ended i don't even remember like well, what happened apart from it. it's just like oh that's the end. Then it was like, oh, it's all nice. And then we get this really, such a cloying scene at the end where Wonder Woman's, it's like Christmas and she's watching like children oh, yeah. and people. People are just happy now and they don't realise maybe or they've forgotten mm. how close they were to the brink of destruction. Mm. But she remembers. So she's watching them. It's very poignant. Mm. And we see a balloon released and just float up into the sky mm. And then she sees this poor sod. Yeah, who she's fucked just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and know. they strike up some small talk. He's like, oh, a nice coat or something. I know. She's like, oh, a nice coat. He's like, oh, everyone says it's shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> something Is that like that. <laughs> Is that exactly yeah. what he says? <laughs> so it's my, my, my friends, um, my friends say it looks stupid, but I think it's kind of cool. Right. And I think it's it would have made more sense if it was like a really like um like really like eighties kind of like outlandish cut, mm. but it just looks like a normal coat, right? Mm. Yeah, it's just a um, yeah, a, and, um, a long coat. Yeah, and she's just like giving him some glances and looks and things. Well, I thought they were going to get together. Of, I was like, oh, she's I thought so as well. <laughs> but there is that kind of vibe of like she's looking at him, a bit like, yeah, I just uh, I know what's in those pants. Yeah, exactly, I've had that. <laughs> Weirdly. And then in a certain, it just ends with that like balloon going up in the air. That's awful. Well, there isn't a scene at the end, Dan. Did you know this? Oh, I did watch this, yeah. With uh, Linda Carter, is that her name? Um, yeah. Comes back, who is supposed to be the um, that uh, woman in the gold suit originally. And I was like, oh, it's the original Wonder Woman. In the end. So, uh, okay. She does a really overwrought wink to the camera. <laughs> it's me um, and that's it Dan do you want to have a guess at how much this film cost to make if 
budget wise. <sighs> it's round about guess. I mean, I don't really know how much things cost, but I think probably like a hundred million dollars. Double it. Wow. And currently it's at 150 mil at the box office. So it hasn't. Oh, was it released cinematically? No. Well, uh, no, basically. We might have got a limited release in some theatres worldwide, but the, the idea is that it got released on HBO Max. So I guess that's part of it. Is that Okay. Um, I don't really know how it was released in America. Over here you had to just buy it or whatever. Um I mean, presumably it would have had a proper full release, but it got... It kept getting pushed back. Got 2020. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, well, I guess that's it. Um, really, Dan? Uh, I mean, I haven't I haven't really written a final review, but I would say that this was probably one of the worst superhero movies that I've seen. And it's what makes it more annoying is that I had not exactly high expectations, but I was like, cool, it's in the 80s. They've gone, they jumped two feet into the 80s. They're going to do something fun and interesting and even if I don't really like Wonder Woman or I think it's a bit shit, at least there'll be 80s stuff that I can just be like, that's cool and enjoy that. It wasn't even that. So it was huge disappointment all around and a story that didn't make sense. And Kristen Wiig, who I actually quite like and who I thought could they could have done something with was wasted. Pedro Pascal, was they could have done something with was wasted. Wonder Woman is just like a fucking blank piece of paper. Shouldn't have bothered with, shouldn't have bothered with Steve. <laughs> She didn't follow that first scene at all with her running around. Oh, or the shopping mall scene. I didn't care for any of it. Um, it's just so boring and it's just so ridiculous and over the top. Um, and I just hated it. Yeah. I absolutely hated it. But I just thought it was a laugh because it was just so stupidly shit. Um, Dan, what did you I just Yeah, well, just responding to that, they just tried to put too much stuff in and it really exposed how weak they are as uh, scriptwriters. Mm. It's just such an incoherent mess. Awful. Um, I actually wrote a review. I gave this, um, well, on IMDb, you're forced to give a star forced. score out of 10. Gunpoint. If you write a review, yeah, you have to. <laughs> yep. So, well, guess what do you think I gave this out of 10? Two. You are bang on the money, my friend. <laughs> I know you too well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I found it to be an incoherent, brash, overly long, boring mess. A lot of stuff happened in this film, but it never felt like it mattered towards anything because character motivations weren't satisfactorily explained, nor were the ramifications of people's actions. Mm. The chief issue is in the writing, messy, unfocused plot, poorly defined characters, cliched characters, bland dialogue. I now see there was a previous film, which perhaps would have helped make this film make more sense. That said, with its two and a half hour running time, the writers could have done a far better job of re-establishing its main character, her goals, the parameters of her powers, etc. So this movie could better stand alone. One character had promised the main villain, who starts off in compelling fashion. We see the man behind the mask, his humble aspirations, which grow out of control, and a tender relationship with his son... However, this all gets steamrolled once the plot gets going. And he becomes the twisted, cliched megalomaniac, simply out for more power because reasons. The dramatic culmination of the film is a complete mess of inconsistencies. It's established that Mr. Lord can grant wishes to anyone in the world watching a TV via a satellite system. And we see this being done. However, his son's wishes are not uh, fulfilled because uh, that would have been inconvenient for the writers. Um, however, they both seem to develop an innate ability to communicate telepathically. And lo and behold, 
he realizes the error of his ways. Uh, not before every other human being on the planet has already also revoked their wishes. Thanks to good old Wonder Woman explaining that we can't cut corners to get what we want in life or something like that. Obviously, there's an intended message in all of this, but it's so garbled. The movie ends with a scene so mawkish, you'd swear you were watching the Hallmark Channel. Yeah. Uh, the 1984 angle didn't come into play much beyond some good old-fashioned war games like Cold War nuclear missile shenanigans shoehorned in there. It didn't evoke the 80s, despite some costuming attempts. It all looked too glossy and really could have been set at any point over the last 40 years. The only redeeming thing about the film was some of the cast seemed to be having fun and put in good comic book performances. If only they'd done more with Pedro Pascal and Kristen Wiig's characters. Mm-hmm. Overall, very poor. Perhaps if you already love these characters, you might get a kick out of this. But everyone else, please avoid. Yeah, do avoid. I mean, Gal Gadot, I just don't think, whatever you say, it, I just don't think he's that great anyway, to be honest. But what else has she been in? Oh, I don't know. I only know her from Wonder Woman. I mean, I know that she's, she, never has, she has been in a few stuff. Um, she, uh, I mean, like the thing is, right? I'm, I always think that films, when people get pissed off, it's like, oh, you know, oh, well, you know, we wanted to make the film we want to make and all this stuff. I always think, thing is, I've sat down and I'm like investing um, two and a half hours of my life to this. And I have gone in, the fact that I'm sitting down and watching it means I'm invested and I want this to like be okay and I want to have fun with it. And I just think sometimes when it's just like, it just, feels like someone just stroking their own ego or just like, I want to write it. I can write it. I'll write it. I'll totally. make it I want to make. And it's like, yeah, you know, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> like you, yeah. It's just so, take, it's just really disrespectful to the audience. Um, yeah. Uh, by doing stuff like that, by thinking that, you know, yeah. you don't need a professional writer, you can do it and that you're better at it. Um, yeah. Or whatever. Um it's just fucking and fell flat on their faces. Yeah, exactly. They've really shown themselves. I feel bad for that cast, actually, really, because yeah, I mean, everything stems to the the script, mm. and there's absolutely nothing that anyone else involved in that film could have done to salvage this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, I just realised that the only thing I remember her from that she's been in before is the Fast and Furious series. Okay, um, I haven't seen any of those. No, I mean, she looked nice. Yeah, but I don't think she's like she looks so plain to me. Like I know everyone thinks mm. she's amazing. I'm just like. She looks like, I don't know, like, she just looks like, if someone said draw a woman, it'd be like, well, <laughs> look like Gal Gadot. Do you know what I mean? It's like, she's just like, there's nothing to her. It feels like, someone's like, oh, she's so beautiful. Uh, just like, she that's just, great. But literally, she's uh, like, it's like she has just zero individuality. Um, uh, that's great. Or, well, I'm not expecting her to like shave her head or something, but still. Um, <laughs> um should we see what other people said yeah, about this film? Let's have, a, let's have a look at some reviews, let's do it. I hate it. Uh, okay, so we're going to go into some reviews. Um, I'll read out one, Dan, and you read one. Okay. You read one back to me. Um, Good. Uh, I'll go into this one. Uh, one out of ten from uh, Jotham Millie issue. Oh, when will this end? First 15 minutes was the best and literally did not contribute to the story, not one bit. Sounds like something he said. Okay, where to begin? Lasso, is it Lasso or Lasso? I can't remember. Lasso. Lasso of Truth. 
more like infinity flying power bulletproof magic lasso. Main villain is a genie in a rock. Storyline is people wishing from said genie. Most climactic fight is in the trailer. Seriously, it's Wonder Woman fighting a leopard tiger thingy. Main villain is defeated by saying four words. No emotional connection to characters, shallow and uninspiring. Literally, if anyone died, you just wouldn't care. No consequence after saying those four words. Things magically become normal. I don't get how this is even rated past a five. Chris is rating nine, really suspicious. Must be some market manipulation. I literally created an account just to write this. Don't watch this, please. <laughs> I wasted my time and money. Hope you don't make the same mistake. One out of ten. What a hero. He loved it. Um, ten out of ten. Ooh. The world doesn't deserve you, Diana. I got this one. I need it. A spectacular film. Unfortunately, not all are pleased, as they are used to generic superhero films, where action takes most of the time. Wonder Woman 84 shows the development that the protagonist needed after the first film. No, it didn't! That's the whole point of my, my irascible uh, attitude towards it. Um, many do not understand, but this film showed well the comic book Wonder Woman. A heroine who loves humanity despite all the ugliness. And Gal Gadot knew how to represent that very well. It is a film for those who know how to interpret a good film well. And do not expect beatings all the time. <laughs> the world does not deserve Diana. Because the world deserves a generic and superficial character. Which is not the case with Wonder Woman, by the way. All true. Poor <laughs> <laughs> old Diana. He's talking about Princess Diana, which is what's really weird. Um, and this is one out of ten from DS nineteen seventy three twenty eight. All the critics are political liars. <laughs> the movie was disappointing enough, but the only reason I came here to make a review is to comment on the BS propaganda that the critics are making. Variety says the movie is out of control, depicting the enormous amount, enormous talent of Jenkins' talent to destroy a film. I think somewhere in Rotten Tomatoes, someone said this was one of the best superheroes movies ever. Can anyone actually reasonably make a justifiable argument out of that? BBC said this was one of the most enjoyable blockbuster films since 1984. That could only be true if you've never seen a single other superhero movie. <laughs> Many more critics posing as the voice of the people trying so obviously dictate to us this should be it should indeed be considered a magnificent movie. What mindless sheep that follow the screaming anger of trying to force the public to believe in something that isn't actually true. I suppose it's because Jenkins is a female. Wow, let's bow down to such greatness. Oh, here we go. It's so disappointing that BS politics is all that matters for movie critics. It's obvious and apparent of the simple fact that being a female director is all you need to get great reviews. These people or organisations, whatever, that claim themselves to be critics are simply trying to push the agenda that we, the people, should celebrate this movie to be a grand masterpiece, simply for the fact that it was directed by a woman regardless of the reality that this was really a movie for little kids. Anyone older will not actually be impressed by it, as the true reviews of people indicate to us. Shall we take a moment to regard an actress who quit the Marvel movies because they didn't want to stay on board a sinking ship? Go ahead, Portman. Go somewhere else to defend that last of talent in directing movies. What a hero. <laughs> <laughs> no offence whatsoever is meant to the actors, not Jenkins herself. <laughs> it's the critics that claim this to be such a masterpiece, but in fact it's a very poor excuse uh, for good filmmaking. I don't think he likes women. Wow. <laughs> No, I no think offense. he needs to read. Uh, he needs to read this review. Go on. Ten out of ten haters renounce your world citizenship. <laughs> Any.
Anyone who can't enjoy this film needs to deeply look into the mirror to discover their own shortcomings and why they hate both themselves and everyone who's ever lived for it. This movie has a great message story and is very entertaining. If you're not a fan, perhaps go for your destined second helping of toxic culture elsewhere, since you're part of the problem, not the solution. Hashtag feminism. Hashtag <laughs> oh, Brilliant. Um, wow. Well, that's it. I haven't got any more, really. Um, they keep coming here. That's enough. You got some more? I've got some great ones here. Go on, then. Um, 10 out of 10, what we need now. God. This movie is the perfect way to end the crap fest that was 2020. What, what, a toilet roll? Is it, <laughs> what are you, you're creating the film to, or just like a, a commode? <laughs> um, another one here, 10 out of 10. Uh, another one, the movie we need right now. Why is it? Why is it people... Why is it the movie? People seem to... Right now? Why are people... What? What? <laughs> I know. We need Everything's bound up in like... 2020's been difficult. So we need like life-affirming movies. Um, so this one, 10 out of 10. This movie is so beautiful and heartwarming. Oh I cried several times <laughs> throughout the film. Wishing it was over. <laughs> Can you imagine? I cried several times what a time. throughout the film. Like if they said uh, the bit where she's like flying, it'd be like, oh my God, right. But several, several times. Uh, it's pure Wonder Woman in every way possible. Oh, pure. Pure Wonder Woman, whatever that is. Pure. Maxwell Lord has an amazing arc. <laughs> Kristen's cheetah is also amazing. Right. And her story is very tragic and moving. This movie with, is more sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> this movie is more sophisticated than the first, but it's very enjoyable. Overall, the movie is fun, emotional, heartwarming, action-packed, and just the movie we all need right now. God. Um, I see a good movie. That's what I need. It's a good movie. You don't know what a good movie is, Sam. You're part of the problem. Exactly. Hashtag feminism. Hashtag feminism. Can we end on a, on a on a bad one? Because I feel like this needs to end on a bad okay. one. One out of ten. Horrendous. First off, I loved the first movie and was looking forward to the sequel. That being said, this was a disappointing, convoluted mess. Mm. It's like a train wreck and a dumpster fire. Had a baby, then the baby puked, and that puke became this movie. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he then goes on to say. He then goes on to say, this movie was so bad that I walked out of my house. That's great. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, uh, that's really funny. <laughs> oh, good one. That's great. Uh, uh, Dan, have we got anything for Nerd's Corner today? Uh, yeah, always. Always. Let's head out. Let's, let's go over there now. Oh, Hans Zimmer did the soundtrack. He did, yeah. You're making it sound like right. you've just found this out. I did just find this out. <laughs> <laughs> I've been rumbled. 
Handsome did do uh, the soundtrack. Love a bit of Handsome. I think Harry Gregson Williams did the first one. Um, yeah, is that right? Don't know. I don't, don't know. Um, yeah, it's all right. It's not very. I don't know if there's much eighties in it. Is that what we got for Nerd's Corner? Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it hasn't been pressed on vinyl or anything, so it's not very nerdy. No. Right, well, I think um, let's let's uh, let's call it a day with Wonder Woman eight four. I think we've trounced it enough. We've beaten it up and <laughs> shat it out and pulled it apart. Um, so, thanks everyone for listening to that. I hope you enjoyed it more than yeah. you enjoyed the movie. Um, so, Dan, uh, I believe next week we're going to do um, data discs. Have a look at the uh, record label data discs. Do you want to kind of yeah. fill us in a little bit more about what people can expect? Yeah, so a relatively young London-based record label that specialises exclusively in releasing uh, old uh, computer game music uh, on vinyl. And I think both Sam and I are going to have a little look at what they've released and maybe each pick a favourite soundtrack to discuss. So, yeah, a little bit of discussion about the label and then a little bit of uh, nostalgia and reminiscence about a couple of our favourite old games from the 90s let's do it cool uh well thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time goodbye thank you bye hey guys thank you for listening to oddcast movies music and gaming if you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss, then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. This is part of a new winter podcast network, so head on over to anewwinter.net to check out our other shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at anewwinter, Twitter at anewwinter, and you can head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash anewwinter. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. 